JD Green is the line is tall. Flowing like a better take a wall. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. We outline players up and show. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a wall. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Line is tall, nitty gritty, this the line is tall. What's going on, faithful? What's going on? What's going on, Peachy? It's your boy, Breezy. I got my girl, Peachy. We back for another Monday edition of Nitty Gritty. Nines, talk. Because we gritty over here on the East Coast. Look at this. No shave. You know what I'm saying? Coming out gritty. I got my Tembos on. You know what I'm saying? I can't even kick them up. Got the hoodie on. All I need is a scully. And we get busy. What's going on, Peachy? How you doing? Not much, man. Glad to be back on Nitty Gritty. Yeah. Yep. Thank you guys for looking out for me. Good looking out with all the thoughts and prayers, prayers, man. I I, I really appreciate it. Flood yeah. my timelines. It was awesome. It was great. The guys held it down. They did a great job for in sure. my absence, but they were missing their peachy. So peachy's back now. So peachy's back. That's what I like to hear. Peachy's back. Uh-oh, hold up. Guess who's back? Do-do-do-do. Back again. Wait, what's the name of this episode? Oh, I like the way you move. <laughs> All right, so guys, we're going to talk about some of the moves that the 49ers have made. But before we get into the show and before we get you guys on the air, we will be having the phone lines open on tonight. We're going to talk about what's been going on in the 49ers organization. So let's got to get off these formalities. Guys, if you love what you see, right, go to YouTube.com backslash Way Breezy. Like, comment, subscribe. As you can see, some things are changing the way things look. You can see we're making moves over here all right so make sure you go to that page if you're already right here watching right now hit that thumbs up it's a little like button hit it ding you know what i'm saying do that subscribe to the channel as well we appreciate you and all your contributions that you do right here for the channel follow and subscribe to us on twitch twitch.tv backslash wayne breezy every week i'll be bringing you nitty-gritty niner shows madden simulation challenges and all that good stuff you know hey peachy i did my first joint with, I know. Uh, and it was kind of fun because I got to actually play this time. I wasn't sitting there bored. But I feel like y'all watch when the game plays more than y'all watch when I play because I'm just going to mm-hmm. be dominant. I'm, I'm sure. trying to be dominant. You know what I'm saying? But you yeah. can only get that, PG, exclusively on twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. You can subscribe for free with your Amazon Prime account. Listen, guys, join the Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash Wayne Breezy for all the weekly exclusive shows. Yes, that means weekly you're going to get more than one show, not what you, you just see right here uh, on the YouTube channel, but what we do exclusively behind the scenes for the Nitty Gritty Niner shows where everybody brings you their own content. So it's pretty cool. Make sure you join the Patreon. All right, you can do that. Follow us on Twitter, IG, uh, at NGN Talk, and Facebook. You know what? I fixed the Facebook. So Facebook is now also at NGN Talk, all right? So you can go ahead and do that. Make sure you subscribe to Nitty Gritty Niners on Facebook. So you still got to subscribe to Nitty Gritty Niners on Facebook. If you want to join the group, make sure you subscribe. It's Nitty Gritty Niners spelled all the way out. That's ran and administrated by the lovely... Miss Debbie, who is uh, in need of our prayers as well. She's having some um, some medical issues going on. So make sure you guys keep her in your prayers as well. We know we love Miss Debbie. Miss Debbie, we're praying for you out there, all right? 
Absolutely. All right, yo. Let's go ahead and get this show formatted. Let's get it started. I'll see my brother in the background. When you come on, give me the thumbs up, bro, so I can switch the overlay because I got it hooked up now, dog. <laughs> come on in. Let's go. Dutch. Come on in. Look, we got the three. Look at that. Ah! I, was about to, I was about to say, like, do we get our faces at the bottom? Damn. Yeah, hey, man, look. We got breezy, I, I, breezy face on the left. And breezy, breezy on the right. On the right. <laughs> it's funny because I ain't asked him. When he said that, I was just like, well, damn. Because I said specifically, give me Niners. And so he did. But then he added some stuff, and I was just like, okay, all right. So, yeah, all that's right. what it is. My bad. Hey, at least you get the meme mug on the right, and you get the, the cartoon mug on the left. You know what I mean? So you can kind of do what you want with nah, them. Nah, I don't know if that's a meme mug. You look confused. I, I, I look you, like oh, no, no, nah, you don't look you don't look confused. You look like something stink, but you don't want to yes, tell them. That's the same face. You 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 look like ooh, his, well, his breath stink, and I want to know. I, nah, I, I ain't going to tell him because that ain't none of my business. But that ain't God. none of my business. That's the gas face you got right there, man. If y'all know nothing about third base, that's the gas face. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Moses, I'm mad you picked up on that. But that's exactly what it was. Oh, man, Moses, good to be back. Uh, guys, yeah, man. if you it haven't is. noticed... We're doing weekly shows, so so Mondays are the main shows, and then Thursdays we're looking to add extra content when it comes to bringing on special guests. So be on the lookout for that, and make sure your alerts are set to all, especially on the YouTube channel, because those will probably be exclusive on the YouTube channel. For those that are on Twitch, make sure you join the YouTube so you can, you won't miss those episodes. But we got some things planned for the offseason, and uh, mm -hmm. free agencies around the corner, the combines around the corner. The new league year is around the corner. Oh, yeah. The new That's league year is right, right around the corner. Around the corner. <laughs> After this week, I'm getting real active. Real active. I already I already been doing stuff. I did, like, a, a little bit of coverage of the Senior Bowl. Nice. Uh, got coverage of those practices, coverage of the game. But after this week, after the Super Bowl, we getting active. Yeah, I forgot. Nice. You know what, guys? I forgot it was Super Bowl week. Like, it, ha it hasn't hit me yet that we're not playing this week. Yeah. Because last week was like a bye week, right? Like, it felt like a bye week. And then... Should have been. It should have been a bye week. It was It was a real off, 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 off week. Like, mm -hmm. we ain't coming back week. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. Callie, I know everything about MC Surge, bro. <laughs> I know about Pop Goes the Weasel when the Weasel Goes Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm a hip hop junkie, man. Oh, it was cool today at school. Uh, it's, it's Black History Month, and so on my music class, I I put my kids through this. I did this activity with them, right? We could do this here on air too. I was like, you got 60 seconds to write down as many, you know, black artists in music, right? And so, but I said, if you could beat my number, which was only like 19, I could only come up with 19 in 60 seconds. Don't ask me why, whatever. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, when the clock is on, Moe's and Peachy, that <laughs> it'd be like crazy. Anyway, like they couldn't come up with past like 12. You know what I'm saying? And I said, it doesn't have to be history, hip hop. It could be who y'all listen to. And so then I even made it harder, right? So after the first round was that, I gave them 60 more seconds to come up with producers because my class is production class. They was all stomped. But they had the major ones like Dre, Pharrell, you know what I'm saying? Those that are kind of like our Kanye because those are mm -hmm. artist producers. Uh, mm -hmm. But other than that, man, we had, we had a blast today in class. And so they're going to be putting together a real live podcast where they're introducing the producers 
they're pretending to be the pre- like they have to write scripts and come up like so th- it's going to be really fun and I'll make sure I share share that with you guys on their uh, YouTube channel which is called the Rundown Five so I'm excited to see what they come up with because I'm allowing them to be as creative as as they want exactly Timbo the King Timbaland you know so that was my day today how was your day just you know I forgot to ask PG today's oh. Monday I'm, I'm waiting for the manic Monday. What happened? Yeah. Uh, today wasn't really a manic Monday because my first day back to work was Friday. So that was the crazy day. So it was a it was manic Friday. Tri- so I guess that was, uh, I don't know freaky what kind of Friday. words you would use for it. Freaky Friday, but not that kind of freaky. Right. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> no, not that one. But um, today, today was okay. It was cool. You could say it was a, up Friday. It was one of those type of Fridays. <laughs> it definitely was. It you definitely was an effed up Friday. It yeah, definitely right. was. <laughs> you know, always on point. Moe's. Day was good. Yeah, I mean, chilling. Ain't nothing really special happening today. That's what's up. It's my, it's my work from home day, so I was at home with the missus. She had off, and we was just here with the baby. Went to the gym this morning, got my good workout in at 830. Oh. But other than that, ain't nothing really special happening today. Oh, okay. All right, so a lot of stuff has been going down. This past week uh, in the Pro Bowl week of, of football, so we lost uh, uh, special uh, not special teams. We lost he- um, assistant head coach and tight ends coach John Embry. So we fired him. Um, and and remember we talked about the pay cut thing, mm-hmm. and and then Solomon Wilcox. I, I just got to get your thoughts on Solomon Wilcox, right? Because we got to keep it gritty, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying on this show, right? I just want to know your thoughts on Solomon Wilcox. Is he a duck right now, like hiding? Or, you know, is there any validity to what he came out and said? Because he basically said that this is how they fire minority coaches by asking them to take pay cuts. Take pay cuts yeah. What you um, I, you know me. I'm always with the smoke. So um, I saw that tweet. Um, and then after the hire that we made, I went to his that tweet and I added him in comment and I said, "Might want to walk this one back, bro." <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little Might want to walk this one back, bro. Um, and 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 I think, you know, Solomon Wilcox. He used to be on TV a lot. He did. Haven't seen him on TV as of recently. He's actually so, on serious NFL radio now, so that's his gig. Okay, but he's not on TV anymore. No. And I don't, a lot of people don't have serious. I mean, I have serious, but I don't listen to NFL radio. I listen to Sway in the morning on my way to work, and that's it. That's How really Sway? It. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, this is this is a situation of pump your brakes, be careful, be slow to speak, as, as the word would say. I know I can say that in Breeze, you know what I'm talking Be slow to speak. You know what I mean? You know, you come out and you say things hastily, and now it's like, what do you say? Because after the 49ers made the hire that they made, now you see that this each situation with John Embry wasn't based on race. Right. And if you know Kyle Shanahan's history, none of his hires are based on race. And he right. actually has one of the most diverse staffs in the NFL. Okay. So much so. I had no idea Mike McDaniels identified as multiracial. 
had no idea Mike McDaniel's father was is say a black this, man. Say it, man. Mike McDaniel's is black because his daddy was black. His daddy, his, his mama named him Clay. I'm gonna call him. Clay. I'm calling Clay. Like, his, da- his daddy thing. black. Like I, I had no idea. But you're not so, the only one. But that's my that's my point about about Kyle Shanahan. He doesn't make it about if, race. If Solomon Wilcox knew the person, right. he would know that what happened with John Henry had nothing to do with race. Right. So, um. Oh, I had a dope question for Peachy to respond to. Um, shoot. But when you threw the Mike McDaniels and Mike McDaniel in there, it threw me off. Uh Paul Solomon Wilcox. Oh, do you think somehow Wilcox kind of like just like like does he regret his thoughts? Like I know Mo said he he should be reeling it back in, but we haven't heard from him. Haven't heard from him, haven't heard him bounce back. That's my first part of the question. And the second part of the question, Peachy, to you is um, um, about this whole racial situation. Mm-hmm. You know, the 49ers have never, in my opinion, have never been a racial type of situation. Do you think he was just a little bit in his feelings about what's going on in the NFL as a whole? And that may be why his comment came out and it just so happened that he looked up a story for the 49ers or had to connect and it just so happened to be John Embry and it and do you think it's from the whole situation of what's going on in the NFL yeah because the way that I took his tweet I think was a little bit different than everybody else's I took his tweet is like he was just surmising what he felt like was going on because of the climate of what's going on in the NFL with Brian Flores suing the NFL and the whole nine yards, and then all the other extra things that have came out with other coaches. Um, like, you know, people um, were asking a lot of questions about why Eric Bieniemy wasn't, you know, in more conversation and all these different things like that. So I just felt like that Wilcox just, you know, kind of stepped on it. It's not something that I would tweet. Um, the fact that he is respected in some circles made it even worse for him to come out like that because when he came out like that that it started a whole entire twitter storm but like mo said the best thing to do is, you know do like you you know you kind of need to walk that one back i feel like that wilcox is i feel like that he needs to address that i feel like that there's too many people that were involved in that situation. And I feel like that a tweet like that, I feel like that Wilcox needs to address that, that tweet. By you either saying, you know, I was wrong, I was misinformed, blah, 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 or I just got too passionate or something. But I feel like that he represents quite a bit. It's not just some, you know, Twitter hack that's just out here tweet, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that he has a responsibility. That's the word I'm going to use to address that. All right. I would agree with you. And and because my thing is based on what he said is the new way to fire a minor a black mm-hmm. head coach is to ask him to take a pay cut. What other situations do we know of of that happening? Right. Brian Flores was fired. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson was fired. Mm-hmm. Lovey Smith in Chicago was fired. Um who was the Who's coach now hired <laughs> in Houston? In Houston. Who was the coach for um Jim Caldwell in Detroit Jim Caldwell, was Leslie fired. Frazier. Leslie right. Frazier fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the coach from uh, Arizona before Kingsbury got there. Kyle Bowles. No, after that. Oh, um, uh, homie, that was only there the for a year. The defensive, the 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 defensive coach. Um, somebody, somebody in the chat will know it, but he was only there for one year. Yeah. I can't think of his name here, but he was fired for the, only for them to bring in Kingsbury to, 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 to okay. draft Kyler. I can't remember the who year. that was. Steve, thank, thanks, Dion. Steve Wilkes. Oh, Wilkes. They didn't ask these coaches to take a pay cut to stay with the team. They were right. fired, removed from their positions altogether. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any other instances of a coach being asked to take a pay cut. And because he says no, then he's let go. Right. But then if you look at the situation of how it played out, mm-hmm. he was asked to take a pay cut because his duties were going to be minimized. Mm-hmm. Instead of him being assistant head coach, he was going to be solely just the tight end coach. Right. Because, because of that, we, had a plan. we cannot pay yeah. you the salary that we were going to pay you. He didn't mm-hmm. want to accept that, so he decided to take his talent somewhere else. That's absolutely okay, and that's well within John Embry's rights to do. He doesn't have 100%. to accept taking less money. So we're not faulting him or saying he did something wrong mm-hmm. by betting on himself, knowing who he is as a coach and saying, I appreciate it guys. I would love to stay, but that reduction in salary, I can't, so I'm, I'm going to move on. Right. We're not saying that he did anything wrong there, but the 49ers also didn't do anything wrong because they had a plan. Right. Knowing and having information that Mike McDaniel is probably on track to take this Miami job. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have an offensive coordinator. You got to, we all have to remember the 49ers had basically two offensive coordinators. It was right. Mike LaFleur, who was our pass game coordinator, mm-hmm. and Mike McDaniel, who was our run game coordinator. When Mike left to go with Robert Sala to the Jets, Mike McDaniel stepped up to be the offensive coordinator, taking over the run and the pass game. Mm-hmm. Now with Mike gone, we don't have an OC. So what do you do? You get an experienced coach who we've seen do well in this league, come in to fill that void that you know you're going to have. And it just so happened that one minority coach leaves and another minority coach comes in in that place. So looking at the situation in totality, I completely agree with Peach. He has to come out and say, I'm passionate about this subject as a black man in America with my experience with the NFL. This is the one, this is one situation where I jumped the gun a little bit. I do apologize to the 49ers organization for making them seem like a racist organization or whatever you, whatever, however you want to jazz it up. But I, I completely agree with Peach. He does need to address this and say, look, I'm passionate about this subject. I let my passion get the, the best of me in this situation. I'm still going to advocate for black coaches in this league, but this one I got wrong. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with him saying that, by the way, um, it's Vance Joseph. That's who it was. Oh, Vance Joseph. Yeah. Not but um, the other no, thing. The Steve other... Wilkes was in Arizona. Vance Joseph was Denver. in Denver. De- okay. No, but I thought that Vance Joseph was the head coach for the Cardinals for the one season. No, uh, I think Deion it was, was right. It was Steve Wilkes. It was Wilkes. Oh, okay. Okay. But um, so what I was going to say was, Breezy, now remember whenever we had the conversation about um the the um John Embry and what Solomon said and then when we were talking about it and then a couple of days later 
when it happened, what was the first thing that you said? You said, I bet that the 49ers just have another plan. But I, I said that the same day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, yeah I, it was I the same think, day. I didn't think, well, first, first, let me address the situation, right? So he said minority. And so everybody like just assumed he was talking about black people. So at least he chose the politically correct wording. I, I, I kind of wish he would have said black people because then we could really like get on. Them. <laughs> but since he said minority, if you're minority and you that's you, then you, you, you know, you take heed to that. You know, you feel whatever type of way you want to feel about it. But I said that it didn't make sense. And that I thought that the 49ers just had a different plan. I had no idea it was Vance. Um, now y'all got me saying Vance Joseph. It was going to be Anthony Lynn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I did say that they asked him from the very jump, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that something with his position must have changed. That's the only reason why they asked him to take a pay cut. I got, and then it came out, right? And so it had to do with the fact what you just said, Mose excuse me, dude's assistant head coach and tight ends coach. Hey, man, listen, dude. Remember I did the scenario, um, John and Kyle walk up to him and say, hey, man, look, great job this year. You know, you've done a bang, bang up job. Listen, we're going to be going into a different direction. Would you Do you mind being uh, just a tight ends coach? It's going to come with a pay cut. But if you mind, we got you. He said, hell no. Hell yeah, am I? And then all of a sudden, he left. And so I get it. I'm with him. I support him. I'm not, and he's probably going to go to Denver. I think that's what he said he's probably going to do. He's probably going to end up signing in Denver. I think yeah. another one of our coaches ended up signing in Denver. So mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, right. like I, I, you know, I just had a feeling like none of it made sense. But I do agree with you. He jumped the gun. He tried to make it into something it wasn't. He was trying, in my opinion, and I don't know if this is what he did, but I think he was trying to tie it in to the big picture. Yeah, he was. Picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Trying yeah, to absolutely. move off of it, maybe get clicks, mm-hmm. maybe get, like, clickbait. Y'all know about that. Y'all know? Right. And so yep. I think that's what he was trying to do. And unfortunately, it backfired. You yeah. know I, you know what I wish? I wish Kyle Shanahan could make the other teams freaking backfire and we win the damn game. Like, I wish that because Kyle won this one. He won up the whole NFL. Not only did he win up the NFL, like we're gonna talk about these compensatory picks. Like, damn. Like, is Kyle winning or is he winning? I mean, listen, he's putting the team in position. I mean, obviously, we're not gonna recoup what we gave up, but it may not matter if Trey performs well. But he's he's doing right. what's necessary and he's putting the team in position to to add some good pieces. so Right. I want to address this question right here, guys. So now a guy who isn't great at coaching needs to be hired just because of his skin color? Who wants Uh, to take on that one? Who are you talking about specifically? I don't know if he's... I I think he might just be talking about in general, but I don't think that's what's going on in this No, that's absolutely not what's going on in this We can say that... We can say that Anthony Lynn is a 500 coach, right? Yeah. Guess who else is a 500 coach? Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. right? Check the win percentages, man. It ain't nothing different. Absolutely, absolutely. But here, right. here's also here's my my backlash to that because, um, this this is this is part of the problem in the thinking. Why is it that black head coaches are not good coaches? Why is the perception that there aren't any good black coaches right. who can lead an NFL team? Why is it that why is the perception that if if I have a pool of coaches 
that the white coach is more talented and more qualified mm-hmm. than the black coach. Preach it. Now, if you if you're go, if you're going to ask the question, you need to be prepared for my response. Facts. And exactly. I and I and I hope that you add a response into the comments because I I I would love the the dialogue here. But what that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're we're not saying. Hi, just hire any black head coach no. so that they can have a job. And that's maybe not, that's, that's not what we're saying, and that's never what we said. But no. maybe all we said was right. give us a fair opportunity right. at these jobs. Right. right. Steve and Wilkes did not have a fair, fair opportunity, opportunity in Arizona. You gave him a team that was losing pieces, mm-hmm. that was getting older, mm-hmm. that didn't have a quarterback situation figured yep. out. He drafts Josh Rosen. You do, he's Steve Wilkes is a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. His offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, coach weren't equipped to coach this kid up. And even if they were, he wasn't going to be dynamite in his first season as, as a rookie in the NFL. Right. It's rare that they come in right away and have a dynamite season. But you know who did have a dynamite season in his rookie year and one offensive rookie of the year as a quarterback? Justin Herbert. That's and right. Who was he under? Anthony Anthony Lynn. Lynn. And Pep Hamilton, y'all not gonna not give my boy some love. Let's go, Michigan. No, no, seriously though. Um, I think what made the person put that comment out there was the simple fact that we talk. Well, I kind of alluded to Kyle, kind of like playing chess and just keep like re-upping. But he's not just plugging in black coaches; he's right. plugging in the right. Black coaches. Exactly. Right? The ones that will have a chance and an opportunity to be successful once they go out on their own. Y'all keep sleeping on Robert Sala. Just give Robert Sala three years. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you the Jets will be winning the AFC, bro. He, I, swear, he need, I promise he needs, you, bro. He need he needs time to build that team. Right. And and he and he started with his quarterback. Right. And and but he and he already had a D. And so they at toward the end of the year, what did, what did the Jets start doing? Winning. And and, and uh, here's what I, I it frustrates me about people, and it is it, it, particularly football fans because y'all not looking at it in totality. This is his first time as a head coach with a team that sucked. They had the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. They drafted a quarterback, right? Yes. Thinking that their offensive line, which needed help was set on the left side. Correct. What happened to their left tackle this season? Boom, bam, bomb. He went down early. Mm -hmm. So that left side that was supposed to be anchored by Makai Becton Mm -hmm. and Elijah Vera Tucker, Mm -hmm. well, half of that was gone. And then what happened to their quarterback? Then he got hurt. See what I'm saying? So look at it in totality. It it should be no different In his his first year, he was still able... To get this team to buy into what his system is, and they play hard. Buy into his philosophy. Yeah, and, and they play. They play hard for him. They, they play, play hard. hard. They, they play, play hard. hard. Yeah, they do. When you can they are get, competitive. When you could get mostly there. no disrespect, but when you could get mostly to come back and play ball out like they paid him to ball out. When you can get because I he was checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was checked all the way. He got his money. He was like, "Yo, I'm hurt, 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 hurt." hurt. He was checked out. I guess what? He checked back in last year. So you said it. And you know who who probably set him up for that culture? Kyle Shanahan. I, I tell you what, yo, as much as we get on our coach, he definitely 
like applies this culture bonding building situation. Yeah. It's so sure. good that D'Amico Ryan's in his first year was offered interviews yeah. for a job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who turned them down to continue to build with the culture. Same thing Robert Sala did, though. Robert Sala, first year, garbage. Second year, oh, snap, he could be a head coach. He said, nah, give me one more season. <laughs> and then after his third year, he decided to go out there and do what he had to do. But I, we're not, this is not a, a, an affirmative action type of show. And I don't want y'all to think just because he black, he got to get an opportunity. No, 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 no. If he's qualified, he should get the opportunity. It has nothing to do with the color of his skin. It's just my question is, how come black coaches don't get the same opportunity, equal opportunity? Right. And, 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 and they and have we're talking one about... bad season with bad pieces, and they get canned. Yes. And we're talking about coaches that are qualified. That's right. I mean, what, I mean, can, what did Brian Flores do in Miami? I don't know, man. I man. Well, they, they started. They started one and seven. Yeah. And we finished what he, nine and nine one. And one. To end the season, we we know why he's fired. He's fired because he's not a yes man. Yeah. See, that's, that's that's the issue. No, but but another thing too, like I I truly feel like somebody like the enemy in Kansas City. Sure, he should. I mean, been he's had been passed like three years in a row. Yeah, but we gotta, had a job. I, but, I don't know where y'all were at beforehand. I don't know if y'all went there with it, but like, man, like just think about what he's done. With that offense, he has amazing pieces, right? But the development of Mahomes, I gotta, yes. I gotta, I gotta. Push yeah, but back. I get, it's, it's yeah, different. me too. Go ahead, me I'm too. Listening. I got a little pushback. Go ahead, PG. I was just gonna say, you know, there's a lot of growing reports that's coming out of KC because I was wanting the same thing a couple of years ago. Why, you know, the enemy wasn't getting any opportunity, right? And the growing thing that's coming out of Kansas City, whether it's true or not. Is that Andy Breed calls all that and that the enemy doesn't do anything at all. And that when he has been, you know, like, um, I forgot, what was it, last year? I think he got an interview or I forgot what happened, but whenever he got one, he was just a really bad interview. And when they talked to this guy, like, he, you know, they just didn't feel like that he was head coaching material. They just don't feel like that he is. And I honestly feel like that, that's just the case of the enemy, whether Andy Reid's fault, you know what I'm saying, for whatever is being put out there. But it's not good. It's not, it's, it's not good. If you go on the Kansas City pages and stuff like that, and you read up like on the whole NFL, like I do, and it's not the enemy is just different. He's not, he's not in that same boat with Flores and the rest of these guys. Like they just, I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, they just are not sold on him being head coach material. Yeah. Well, then to me, that that speaks to then Andy Reid. Right, right. Andy that's what Reed I said. I wonder if Andy Reid's doing that. Isn't developing those guys because yeah, that's right. what, that's how what does yeah. how does Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. with less offensive coordinator mm-hmm. experience than exactly. the enemy Way get less. a head coaching job? Yeah. Right. It, but see, that's that's not that's not that's not a hundred percent accurate though. Cause think about it. Right. And I, I, I definitely get where you're going and I love it, but you ever heard about people that just don't take tests well, but they smart. Right. As fuck? 
Right, I think man, I mean, no, no, hold on, because I think the enemy is smart. I think he is calling the play. I mean, absolutely. I'm not going to yeah. take that from him. I, th- I think that's what he does. And you could say his test should be what happens on Sundays, right? But the interview is that test. It's that SAT that you got to prep for. And some people just don't prep well for tests, but they can go out there and they can prove it to you, yeah. but they got to pass the test. And right. I just think he struggles during the interviews, like Peachy said. Right. I think he struggles in passing the test. So mm-hmm. he's going to, I'm not going to put it all on Andy Reid because Andy Reid ain't got time to teach, mentor, tutor. Like it, it's a lot. So either he got to go out and get some extra help on how to pass the test, mm-hmm. or he just got to pass the test. And I yeah. just don't think he's passing these tests. I don't know what the tests are. I don't know if the tests are different tests. I don't know because they be different. Like, yeah. they be different. Yeah, right? yeah that, also, that's what it is. I'm okay, curious. but also, how are you going to pass a test that's rigged? That's my point. That's why I said I don't know what the test is. I said we get different tests. And, like, and, and, and it base, we have to base it off of what that organization is looking for at the time, right? Because... Obviously, somebody like Eric Bieniemy, who who was a player, who was an offensive coordinator, I believe, in Minnesota at one point, and then um, now, obviously, with Kansas City, um, all the players rave about his structure and what he does within the system of whatever Andy Reid's system is. He's calling those plays. There's oh, no way the you see Andy Reid on the sideline with a play sheet. The enemy is calling the plays. Fair. You want to yeah, know something? He, the only reason why Andy Reid's still alive to this day is because Eric B. Enemy is calling them plays, taking you. a workload off of Andy Reid's mind. 100%. So he don't got stress. So, so, but you look at, like, the situation. So we'll just give, like, Miami, for instance, right? They have Flores, who was there, who's a general. He's on everybody's butt. He's from mm-hmm. the Bill, Bill Disciples, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have somebody <laughs> who comes in, like the enemy, who's somewhere kind of in the middle. You know what I mean? He's still the players love him, but he's still about his business from what I can um from what I can see. And then you have someone like McDaniel who comes in and who's 1000% a players coach. He, okay. He's joking, laughing. He's X's and O guy. He's, you know, a football nerd is what they they try to say he is, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also like just a, a friendly, you know, neighborhood regular dude next to you that you know, you could talk to about whatever. He he don't seem intimidating. And coming from somebody like Flores, Miami had no choice but to go with somebody like that. I feel personally. That's you don't want somebody on the fence like being me. I wouldn't say he's the best person for that Miami job, but there were some other spots where I think he could have flourished, man. Well, like look, that I'm, Minnesota situation was bump all that. So, you know what? I, I'll take I'll take being me. Me too. You you bring let the enemy come in OC here. Right. Agree. And then, and then if he can't get a head coaching job after OCing here, right. Then we can rehab, we can rehash this conversation. Right. Gotcha. Right. You feel I'm me? In, you feel me? And right, I think he's I think he's off this year too. Like his his uh contract is up. Oh, well, his contract's expiring. Okay. So he's either going to get extended by Kansas City or become a super duper free agent offensive coordinator. I'm all for it. Kelly! I bring him in here and let him be our passing game coordinator. And let then Anthony hire Pep. Handle, handle the running game. Handle the run game and bring Pep Hamilton in as a QB coach. Boy, boy, you can't tell me that's not an all-star coaching team. That whole coaching team should go bro, to the Pro Bowl. 
Bro, and, and when all of them get hired, I'll take all of them comp- compensatory picks. Because oh, they... I'm blackity black and I'm black. Y'all ever seen... Every years, most. What movie was that? I'm blackity black and I'm black. I'm biggity, 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 black, black. Oh, is that going to be CB4. So, so, um, the thing, the thing about it is, is, um, I think, think Houston is going to make Pep Hamilton their OC, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, They could try. try. I think they, I think they make him that offer, Peachy, you know, but if Pep really want to win, let me ask you this question. (laughs) Davis Mills or Trey Lance? Trey Lance every day. Oh, Trey okay, Lance, hands day. down. Every day. Now, $5 to $5 million. That, that's really the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the question. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, like, I'm sure he'll come here. And we'll offer him, like, 50K. But, like you said, PG, Houston's probably going to offer him a little bit more. But then if I'm, if I'm Pep, and I know I'm being biased, but if I'm Pep, I, I, want, I want somebody that I could... I could work with, work with. Yeah, you know, I already seen Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. I'm. I need to know. I. I want hands on, eye physical contact, quarterbacking, coaching this this young phenom in right. San Francisco. Yep. That's, that's all I'm saying. But Peachy, I think you're 100 correct. He's gonna stay stay in Houston. Callie has a super chat contribution. He says, in McDaniel's case, it's about who you know is what landed him the job in Miami. He's been linked to Kyle for years. Yeah, they go yeah. back like seven, eight, nine years, man. They go I think they said. I think they said twelve years. They go back a long time. Forever. Yeah. I mean, I think they only been. Well, they uh, has he been coaching for twelve years? Mike McDaniel hasn't been coaching for twelve years though, right? It's been a they minute, just know each other forever. Coaching well, for. <clears throat> I think he's been, he's been coaching he's been around for Kyle as soon eight as or nine years. Kyle got an OC spot. I think, even though. even if he wasn't coaching, I think he was. At, he was like, what's the like, positions underneath coach? Like, um, like a sit, like a, I know what you mean, but I I thought it was told. If you go to the 49ers website, it'll tell you, like, it'll tell you how long he's been some type of an assistant or something like that. I, I didn't think it was more than nine, but if it is, that's what's up. Um, and it is, but but you know what, um, Callie, you're 100% correct, bro. But that, that isn't that the world, yeah, isn't it all about relationships and clicks? Yeah. And who you know, fair. It's, it's more see, about who you know than what you do, know. Do we need to have this conversation? Because right. you know no. how the music industry is, bro. One thousand percent. Fourteen years coaching. Thank you, guys. So it's it's it, yeah. So, so I'll say I, more than I thought. I can't <laughs> knock him because he just knew the right peoples. I ain't my fault. It ain't his fault. He he got around the right organization and family, and he just he just milked it, yo. And you know what, Mike? I'm happy for Mike because Mike waited his turn. Yeah. Um, and his it time the right came. Way. The opportunity knocked. I would have took the job. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would have took the job, and and it's like my first time ever seeing Mike McDaniel in a suit. Yeah, gee, cast hey, he hey, he was he was he was clean, clean as a whistle, boy. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my boy Logic was about to go perform down in Miami. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a pit lane slick back, boy. You had to hear it back. <laughs> no, say the whole thing like a tribe called Quest. <laughs> tribe called Quest. <laughs> if y'all ain't seen the episode of Boondocks, man, yeah. go slap yourselves because that's the show. But no, guys, like seriously, man, I'm 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 really happy for Mike, but I'm really excited for Anthony Lynn being here. Uh, yeah. Listen, 
I don't know. We don't know the situation with Bobby Turner, but the organization knows. He's going to say that. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Turner yeah. may be calling it quits. And so if he does, we're in great hands. Mm-hmm. We're in great hands. Because the one thing, the one thing that Anthony Lynn is great at is developing running backs and getting them from being and getting them all to be top 10 rushers in the NFL. Can we can we call yeah. it? Like, yeah. Like That's call true. Yeah, yep. I'm just gonna call it. You know who's gonna have fun? Juice, mm. Mitchell, Sermon, and whoever else they decide to bring back to this team or bring in new. They're gonna right. have a blast with Anthony Lynn. And I expect more physicality from Anthony. You know, Bobby Turner is cool, but he looked like the old dude that just be like, all right, man, that was good. You know what I'm saying? All right, we're going to try it again tomorrow. I think Anthony Lynn be like, nah, that ain't good. <laughs> and even if it was good, you could be better. We're finna so try he, today. Extra push. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What are your thoughts, man? Uh, Anthony Lynn being this, uh, he is the assistant head coach. So the question is, what will his responsibilities be? He doesn't have a second title like John Embry. He just has assistant head coach. So is he going to coach the quarterback? Is he going to coach the offense? Is he going to? We don't have an offensive coordinator. So what do you think his responsibilities are going to be? Um, I think that they're waiting to see how the rest of the the coaching mm-hmm. uh, carousel goes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, they know that they can throw him in an OC spot and he'll f- still flourish. But if you don't have to put all that on him and you can have him specialize in, in one thing, then cool. But right now, it was more about them having a backup plan after they realized McDaniel was gone. And they have that with with Lynn. And it's just a matter of who else they can bring in at this point. I like that. I like that. Uh, Moe's and Peachy. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with her. I think we we wait to see um, how the rest of the, you know, the coaching carousel goes, see if there's anybody that we want to bring in uh, for their expertise and what they can add. Um but yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're in a good spot right now with with who we have. If he does have to take over an OC spot, um, I think he'll do fine developing a quarterback like Trey Lance. He's worked with Justin Herbert. He's worked with Tyrod Taylor, um, so he has a good track record in that regard. And I think he's a he's a strong voice uh, that Trey will listen to. Um, Trey takes criticism very well. Uh, we heard that from his encounter last season with Fred Warner. So I think. Being coached by somebody like Anthony Lynn, who's going to keep it real with him um, every day, all day, I think will will be nothing but a benefit for Trey. All right, take us home with this, Peachy. I just agree with what Mose and Fair said. They're both absolutely correct. I do believe that we just need to wait and see how this thing plays out, and to see what the idea of 49ers on Twitter they're talking about that Kyle is actually um, interested. And a lot of um, coaches out there that are available and that he's doing his due diligence on them and kind of researching. So I would say over the next couple of days, we're going to know exactly where, what stands and and what Lynn's responsibilities are going to be and everything, depending on whether we hire OC or not or how we go from there. Also, the future on Bobby Turner. I did see out there somewhere that some people are um, already talking about you know, is Bobby Turner, you know, about the end? He's 72 years old. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on what, you know, what happens with that. So Kyle's involved in a lot of different things going on. I think he's just trying to see how everything's wrapping up here. Uh, this Now that we have all the head coaching spots filled, 
in the NFL, then that's when, you know, you can kind of get a better idea of kind of what's out there and what's left to kind of see, you know, because now you just have like this big fishing pool of coaches that are out there because you know, each head coach, you know, they're going to bring in their own guys. They're going to do whatever. So you got to see that. So you got to see who they're looking at so that you know who to take out of that pool and to keep, you know, going that whatever. So isn't there some rule that they, they, they can't take certain coaches from the team or is anyone, is anyone, you know, available when it comes to that, when guys become head coaches, curious um, to know. I'm not sure if there's a rule. I know like, for instance, um, I mean, just looking at last year, we got poached like crazy. When Salah bounced, I mean Salah um, took a couple of coaches, a exactly. couple of people, mm-hmm. and right? it's gonna, it's bound to happen with McDaniel as well. It's yeah, I mean, I can, I, I think... can see Scangarello being gone, right? I mean, because we don't need him, we don't need him for Jimmy anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Terrible. Sorry. Yeah. What I what I was um, only thing that I was going to add to that was I think I had told you about this earlier, Breezy, that I felt like that it's more of like a gentleman's agreement that I'm sure that. Kyle and Mike came to sound like, you know, hey, check this out. These are the ones that, that you know, you want to pick over these, you can. These are off limits. Don't yeah. even think about it. Because it was this horrible thing out there that someone on their show had brought up about how they were nervous about Kaseric leaving. And I actually put it on Twitter, you know, like, don't tell me that Kaseric is going to be like, I just, I... Would nah, think that, I don't see that ever happening. He was in the untouchable agreement that they made that you probably can't not, have him. I don't think Kasarik wants to coach. He's not. A, he doesn't want to be a coordinator. Like yeah. he, his, his thing, his get off is the defensive line. And That's I don't know point. who's in Miami right now, but their defense was pretty damn good last year. Oh I, yeah, it was. They won like nine straight. It was mainly because of defense. Remember, they were trying to to uh, trade. Xavier and Howard, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he just turned all the way up. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, we're going to re- answer this question from Nigel. He asked why did uh, they ask Am- uh, Embry to take the 60% pay cut? And basically it was because they were going to ask him to do 60% less worse of the work. Of the work right. right. So he was going to go from assistant head coach just back to They're tight Just ends. tight ends, right. That's why. And so that that's where the pay cut came in. Uh, we definitely talked about it in the beginning of the show. So when you get a chance, just go back and rewatch the beginning of the show. Guys, I got some 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 coordinators. And everybody out there in the chat, you can give the thumbs up or the thumbs down. We still got the uh, the uh, poll going on. So we'll check in on that. Um, we'll do one sponsor at 9 o'clock. How about that? We'll do we'll, we'll give a shout-out to a sponsor. PG, you can rush the roulette, which one you want to do. Uh, so Eric Bianami, thumbs up or thumbs down? Offensive coordinator. OC? OC. Cool. We got we, we got two thumbs up. Uh all right. Um let's see. Brian Callahan from the Bengals. For what? Offense. This is all OCs. Oh OC? Yeah. <clears throat> mm. <sighs> I think I'm that's sp- more Zach Taylor than Brian Callahan. Yeah, I'm straight on. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Um, and 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 Joe Burrow, I, I hear you. <laughs> right, exactly. Todd Downing from the Titans, dude. Got they, they won their division without freaking their main weapon. 
their main weapon. But they mm-hmm. did they get they got their ass whipped in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. their division was buns. <laughs> Who's right. I don't I don't <laughs> Jacksonville, no. Jacksonville, the Texans, the Texans and the Colts. They bun they division is trash. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go down. Nah. Cause, yeah, Cause nah. he didn't he, he didn't develop Tannehill. He didn't no. help. He didn't help Tannehill become a better player. All right. And um, they lucked up on Deontay Foreman. Real all talk. right. Byron Leftwich, Buccaneers. Ooh. Yeah. I, I thought like, I ain't had no names on this. I list. like that one. That's what you get for thinking that Brady don't do his homework. I like that Byron Leftwich coming in. I like him. As Love a it. Form, <laughs> as a as a former quarterback. Oh, Yep. Somebody yes. who can help trade develop. I Thank like that. Thank you. A lot. Absolutely. That's my brain is looking at. Yep. I yep. love that. Everybody loves mm-hmm. that one. Shout out mm-hmm. to the. It's cool watching all the different color thumbs up and thumbs down. There's different shades <laughs> of the thumbs. <laughs> um, I definitely like that one. I got mm-hmm. one, yo. Uh, and then correct me if I'm saying his name wrong. Uh, Kellen Moore from the Cowboys. No. Really? Dookie. The hell no. What has he done? No. no offense in the NFL until no. the No. Nah. They division is trash, too. Yes. Okay. I, so as long as you got... And they, the, got, and they, they division is trash, and they got Dak, Zeke, mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, mm-hmm. Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz, Amari mm-hmm. Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael weapons Gallup. Offensive line was decent. Nah, nah. man. That ain't Listen, anymore. and he would go from the worst division to the best. <laughs> to the best. And, and, <laughs> and the only the only reason why they were able to do that is Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn come, coming in and completely turning that defense around because yeah. Mike Nolan had them looking like garbage. Well, I mean, they are, I, I'm dying to I would I would love <laughs> to know what Mike Nolan could do with the Micah Parsons. Just curious, because I don't know if that's Nothing. all Dan Quinn or Nothing. Michael. Because Michael's different, and, and Diggs is different too. All right, that's what's up. Uh, can I go to the college realm? Yeah, go ahead. Who you got? Of course. Offensive coordinator from Alabama. Oh, you talking about Bill O'Brien? I'm Bill about O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Billy boy. Yeah. Ah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bill O'Brien is a right, T. Jack. This right here. Oh. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Hell to the no, no, no. Hell to the no. No. Oh, no. man. No. Uh, no. All right, that's all I have on my list. Is there anyone else you guys have? A, I would love to play. So if you guys got one, you can give it to me. I want to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If you can put one in the chat, that's fine, too. Yeah, guys, if you got one I out mean, there in the chat. Yeah. We already said Pep Hamilton, so I think everybody yeah. has a thumbs up on that. Yeah, that's a thumbs oh, up. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. He said he killed the whole Texas team. (laughs) The whole team, bro. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Not only did he kill him, he killed him and then left and then went to college. (laughs) Exactly. And then went to coach at like the best college team that we have. A lot of people are saying get Eric B. Enemy, man. I like it. I want to know why Mo says no. (laughs) T-Man. I mean, I, uh, all of that, all of that. Like, don't relax. Relax. Don't do that. relax. Don't do that. You got to relax. Only, gotta relax. The, only, the only coach I want from that regime, like, is, is Jim Harbaugh. But don't bring in anything else from that whole regime. I, mean, if, I, don't, if, even, if, I don't even want Vic. Nah, if we, if, if we needed a DC, I, I'll take Vic. I don't even know if I want. I think Vic is old as Bobby Turner and won't be able to handle this young D. Pause. I, pause. What? 
Pause. <laughs> he said it. He got it out. Um, listen, y'all, y'all, y'all just took about forty, <laughs> uh, twenty, thirty minutes ago. Y'all, y'all shit it all over Eric B and me. He no, don't know I how mean, to. He don't know just, how to take the test. I, he don't. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no! Breezy said he'll pass this test, not the other one. No, no, no. What I said was... You said he he, get the, he'll pass the pre-SAT, yeah, not the SAT. That's the OC. OC is pre-SATs. Yo, yo, but he got the PSAT. So he's good enough to be an OC, but he's not able to pass that coaching SAT. I ain't asking him to be our coach. I was going to be our OC. And we see what he does every week. He's proven. You give him... Even if you don't... Even if he doesn't have the right pieces, he's proven. But I like... If he bring if he bring that oh 2018, 2019 yeah, offense from Kansas City a little bit, oh my god, and, 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 and add some wrinkles hey, to Kyle's oh. offense. Oh my said. gosh, I I really I, I, all right. I'm we ask people to give us names, and no one's giving us names. They just going off of the ones we talked about. Yeah. Um, if you guys could come out with a name, I think that would be dope. But um, uh, Pep just got hired. No, as the OC for Houston, to test, we yep. knew that was coming though. Yeah, we knew right, that was so, coming. So Pep off the list. That's a that's a that's a and that's Pep a good move by Lovey. That's, that's a great, a great move by Lovey. Lovey was like, bro, I'm I'm getting this wrapped up right now, bro. Yep. He went to Pep and was like, what do you want? Right. Guys, who's the Oklahoma? Who's Oklahoma's uh, um, offensive head coach? Isn't it Riley something? No, Lincoln no, Riley? Riley just went to um he USC, went to USC. Right? Yeah. yeah that's a oh, that's a great move for USC. Well, I yeah. thought he was saying to bring him in as an OC. All right. Well, no, I'll tell he, you was, what. He, he, he took the USC head, job. He was he was head coach at Oklahoma and went to USC. And the, the, mm-hmm. the crazy thing about it is mm-hmm. I was listening to Croc long uh not too long ago, and they, he was talking about it. And one of the callers who was a USC fan, he was like, Listen, all we need is a top-notch head coach. We get a top-notch head coach. The recruiting is going to improve. Our players mm-hmm. are going to improve. We're going to start winning again. Oh, yeah. Lincoln Riley going to USC. That's his that name. Changes Lincoln Riley. Everything. Yep. That changes everything for them. Yeah. Somebody else just said um, Venerables, and I know that he went to Ohio State. He was Clemson's, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, D.C., and he went to Ohio State. So, Oh, okay. yeah, and I'm so excited yeah. about that, too. We got to look this person up, too. Who's Dave Aranda? Dave Aranda, why do I not know this? I should know who this is, and I don't. There's like 8 billion college coaches, if that's a college coach. Texas Tech, thank you. Texas Tech coach. It says that he's currently the head coach at Baylor. Oh, Baylor coach? That's what this says. Uh, Basiaka got signed already, guys. Um, Yeah, Basaccia went to the Packers. Yeah, he's a Packer. Go figure. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. And Venables went to Oklahoma. I'm sorry. He took Lincoln's spot. So where's Lincoln? Oh, USC. USC. Yep. Oh, but Basaccio went to the, he went to to the Packers. Packers. Oh, yeah. I know. That's right. what? Yeah. Yeah. As the right. special teams coordinator, right? Mm. God damn it! I I was just reading an article that was like three top candidates to replace Hightower, and Basaccio was one of them. Yeah, he was. Oh, uh, we got we got Packers, um, Packers needed him more than we did, though. We got Jim Knowles. That's who we got. We got um a really good one too. Um, Oklahoma State. That's who it was. I had it confused with Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma State's. Um, uh, yeah, it's a coordinator. It's real good. Well, I tell you what, 
What's going to go down over the next several weeks before the combine is some crazy coaches changings, mm-hmm. changes, right? And so it's going to be really good to stay tuned to what's going on here at Nitty Gritty. Yep. Uh, we promise to bring you the coverage as quick as we can get it out there. You're mm-hmm. not going to want to miss those episodes because yep. I-, I want you to understand what Coach Kyle Shanahan is doing. And I'm not talking about you for I'm talking about everybody out there. Like, you have to understand that he is reflecting Hard. Looking in the mirror. Looking mm-hmm. in the mirrors. He's saying, mirror, mirror, on the wall, why do I keep... Taking a fall. <laughs> Bars. You know right. what I'm saying? Taking and, a fall. Yeah, and so he he's... And you know what, y'all? I'm proud of him. Because he's kind of realizing that he can't do this shit by himself. That's that's what I'm getting from it. I'm I'm really proud of I'm really proud of our coach, because he's not just bringing in anybody. Mm-hmm. Bringing in big Anthony guys. Lynn. Y'all 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 sleeping on this Anthony Lynn. Hiring, I think so. I, I think I, that I, they I really are. I don't think they understand how big this is. And what Mo said at at the beginning of the show is now Kyle's gonna get some positive pushback. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it at that. Let me ask you this. Who do you think Kyle is going to respect more, Anthony Lynn or John Embry? Oh, hands down, it'd be Lynn. I, I mean, I, I think Not respect, had... but as far as, you know what I'm trying to say. Respect is the wrong word. I'm, I'm just, I was, just I was their opinion. Say, I, I think he re- re- respects both equally. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm talking but I more think... about trust, maybe. Maybe that's the word, because Kyle has trust issues. Well, I mean, I, 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 listen, I don't think it was a lack of trust in John Embry. I just think it was, you're our assistant head coach and tight ends coach, but we're bringing in another coach and giving him the assistant role. Because, listen, in order to get Anthony Lynn to accept that role, you, had to give you him have money. to give him something high. Yeah, You have to give him assistant head coach. Like, you have to give him that title. You can't just say, but we're most. bringing you in as OC. Because that's, that's trust, Anthony, Lynn could, Anthony Lynn could go out there and get a head coaching job if he wanted to. If he wanted to. He actually turns them down. Right. So he comes here because he knows that he has a great opportunity to do something special. So you got to give him that assistant head coach role. (laughs) I don't think Kyle didn't trust John Embry. It was just like, we're making this move because we're likely going to lose Mike McDaniel. So this is what we have to do. And this is why Mm -hmm. we have to roll back your responsibilities. He didn't want his responsibilities rolled back. So I agree I, he, with that. He, he, he trusted him. He, he trusted him enough early on to right. elevate him to assistant head coach, right? Right. But he knows, based on just being with him, that John Embry is not an offensive coordinator. Right. He can yeah. coach tight ends and he can do assistant head coach duties as it pertains to the team. So that's trust. But is he? Me. But is he going to help me like I need him to help me in the offensive room when we're when we're game planning? Right. Is he going to help can. me outside? Of t- and that's and that's why. Right. So he's, he had so, he had to move on. So, so I don't learned, think it was a tr- he trusted him, but he learned that he can't trust him because he doesn't have the ability to do everything he needs to. So he had to go out elsewhere to find a and person find somebody else. Okay. Absolutely, I saw a Peachy with her hand. I was just gonna say that um, one thing that we've all seen that the tight end position kind of fell off this year a little bit, and I was telling Breezy like I think I think Kyle might have been like, hey. I don't think enough attention 
was paid to the tight end. So why don't you just focus on the tight ends? Right. Because that's where your bread and butter is. And that's what happened, you know, with the pay cut and blah, blah, blah. But if you look at the tight ends, were not that like they were not, they were were not productive this year. Peachy, I don't like you. I, I will say this, George Kittle. <laughs> no, because 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 her saying that this is what it made me think. Yeah, and everything is a domino effect, right? Cause and effect. effect. Everything. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Sure. Why didn't we get C.J. Henderson when he was available via trade? Mm-hmm. Anybody remember? Yeah. Well, That's we right. had the tight ends to trade, but we chose not to. That's right. We, they they and, wanted and Dwelly, we, and we said no. No. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then we, what happened after that? Dwelly went straight to special teams. And ain't never seen Dwelly again. Went straight to special teams. And guess right. what Dwelly is now? A free yep. agent. <laughs> and, 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 and probably not going to come back. No. So Peachy is, no, Peachy is absolutely that. right because maybe he had too much on his plate. I need you to focus on tight ends. Because yeah, that's what I said, we yeah. like we like we talked, we need to get George Kittle involved in this offense. For sure. He it needs to be getting more than him. It too much just, money for him to be only getting two or three targets a game. Yeah, I agree. We, we need to be able to get additional uh, uh, production out of the rest of our tight ends. If I they are keying in on George, that's more important to me most. If if we're if they are keying in on George, I should be able to throw the Dwelly four or five times a game, and, and he make those passes and get exactly. us yards. Exactly. I I, I want to be able to kill them over the middle with my tight ends because what does that do? <laughs> That makes our play-action game that much more effective. Opens up the D. Hey, Pause. That, 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 yeah, whatever. But no, that, you, said, you, you said that slow, too. You hear how he dragged that out? No. No, but seriously, though, we couldn't work the middle of the field. Now, I think partly that had to do with the limitations from our quarterback. And so I do I'm, – I'm, I'm going to throw Kittle a little bone here. Deep middle, deep middle, deep middle. He, he, he still almost had 1,000 yards with uh, a 1,500-yard wide receiver. And then you had another wide receiver that had like eight. And so he still finished in the middle with nine. And he could have had 1,000 if they just threw the damn ball in week 18, right? Yep. Could have had 1,000, but he did. Um, he had I most thought... of his yards in two weeks. <laughs> 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 he went crazy for two weeks. I think right. I think Kittle I mean, was, was like utilized. Four, but... yeah, yeah. I think he was utilized fine. I did. I would have loved to see him. You you know how Eric Bieniemy says f everything else. Throw the goddamn ball to Travis Kelsey, Kelsey yes. no matter what. Yes. I don't care if I got a Tyreek Hill. Right. Give it to Kelsey. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, you want to know why they lost? You want to know why the Kansas City Chiefs lost? Because they stopped throwing it to Kelsey. Because on that last play, they didn't throw it to Kelsey. They threw to Tyreek Hill in double coverage. It was tipped. The ball was intercepted. Boom, game over. But guess who got them in that situation to win? Travis Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Why? Because he could work the middle of the field. That's what's missing from our offense. So I don't know would. The enemy would be a help not only to Trey Lance but to George Kittle is what you're saying. That's what you're saying? I, I'm just I'm just putting I'm just putting the juju out there on how now will be in will be enemy want to go from one offensive coaching job to the next? That's the question. I mean, he all all of the head coaching jobs are filled. <laughs> They're filled. Okay, so yes, so he has if, no choice. So if if Kansas City doesn't re up his contract, right, he don't have no choice. Right, yeah, zero choices. I got you. Hey man, look, Pep is gone. The enemy yeah. should be number one on the list. Indeed. But most things Byron Leftwood should be number one on the list. I'm trying to tell you. 
I think I think the development of the quarterback is a little bit more important than the diversification of the offense. Because Kyle can diversify the offense yeah. if the quarterback is doing what he needs him to do. Who who's responsible for the de- development of Patrick Mahomes? Is it Mike Kafka, or is it Eric Bieniemy? I think it's a group effort. I yeah. don't think that one person had their hands on him. So then, we, why can't I mean? we have a group effort in San Francisco? We need bring to. in the enemy, Lynn, to coordinate Kyle. How much that would alleviate Kyle Shanahan, right? And I'll take right. a, like he could. But you actually, could bring it. But you could bring in Leftwich to coordinate too. Yeah, you can't bring him. Who? Who did but you? Left, who, but Leftwich, Leftwich had his fingers on Jameis Winston too. Now let's. But, but that's not that's not that's not fair to left. That wasn't that wasn't his fault. That, that was James on James. Yeah. Because he still he, he's listen. Listen. He still had his hand in the cookie jar. Listen, that's not his fault, bro. Jameis threw 50 touchdowns and 50 interceptions. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so the, the the 50 touchdown is left with influence. Right. <laughs> the 50 <laughs> interceptions is Jameis' dumbass decision making. This man stole crab legs. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I like love that. it. Oh, you know, and it's funny because I'm seeing stuff in the chat and they say, look, Kyle might clash with some of these guys. And we're not factoring that in. Kyle... Is Kyle still the egotistical, he got to run the ship type of Kyle? Or is Kyle really reflecting right now? I tell you what, that's the question. That's the question, right? Let's bring them on. Let's get about five or six callers on the air right now. Let's bring them on, all right? The number is 475-549-7849. Do not call yet. I'll tell you when to call. Listen, I got rules to this stuff right here, right? When you call, just call once, and then we'll call you back if we miss the call. Okay? I promise. We just don't want it to ring on the air while you're calling in. The question is, will Kyle, if if he hires an offensive coordinator, will he let him coordinate, or will he still be egotistical and still have to try to run the show? That's the question. I would love to hear from you guys, and I'm probably who you guys think is going to be the offensive coordinator. So here's what I like about Anthony Lynn. He's a player's coach. And he play and he has emotions. Right? And when when grown when young grown men can see another grown man with emotions, that's a different connection I don't think we've ever seen. Yep. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have a clip for you I want you guys to watch. After you watch it, we'll end the show with our final thoughts. We truly appreciate each and every one of you. Check it out. So proud of you, man. So proud of you. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed during this season that God will give me words to inspire you. Guys, you really inspired me and the rest of these coaches on this staff. You never stop believing in yourself. You never stop believing in one another. You stay committed to the process. And you compete it. And you always compete it. And I love you for that. And I appreciate you. Now, we don't get it this year. We're building something here. We're building a culture. We're building a championship culture. And I wish it was instant, but sometimes those those deals it's just not. It doesn't happen right away. But we're building it. I know we're headed in the right direction. I appreciate every single one of you, man. I appreciate you. Enjoy this victory. Enjoy the rest of the season. Yo, he just told his players that I know I'm supposed to inspire you. 
But you guys inspired me. And then he started tearing up, bro. Mm-hmm. And Keenan Allen biting the hell out of his lip over there because he was trying not to let it out. Right. That's the type of coach we get in with Anthony Lynn, guys. Uh, before we do our final thoughts, we got to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor. Okay, so as you know, um, NGN is sponsored by Ray's Energy Drinks. We're proud to be sponsored by Ray's Energy. They are so amazing and have so many flavors to choose from, like this week's feature flavor, Blue Shop. They provide clean energy with max recovery and insane focus. Most importantly, each can of Ray's has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates to give you a smarter and healthier option. You shouldn't have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, opt for the smart choice with the number one fan-voted energy drink on the market to date with Ray's Energy. Because we are raising the bar with Ray's Energy. Use the code name DrinkBreezy to save on your purchase. All right. PG, why don't you give your final thoughts? Let's, you'll go first. Get the voices working right. If it sound good. You know, final thoughts. Okay. First, The first uh, final thought that I had was um, there is something else that I love about Anthony Lynn that I had forgotten about. I remember watching um, Sunday NFL Countdown when this happened. Anthony Lynn helped build a school in Tanzania. Uh, And he's also been to Africa several times. He does a lot of great work over there. This guy is a great all-around person. Yeah, Yeah, he's a missionary. That's that's, right. Right. That's why that's why um, people on the Chargers organization, you know, the players were so upset when they lost him because he's a great guy. The 49ers are getting a fantastic guy. And as assistant coach, and I'm very, very excited to have him here. And I just want to thank everybody who tuned in tonight. You guys kept that chat popping with all kinds of interaction, and we appreciate it. And yes, Snyder, by nature, I do remember when he had Rex Ryan in tears. Rex Ryan is Anthony Lynn's best friend, if no one didn't know that. So he was definitely over the moon excited. I saw him on Twitter. He's very excited about Anthony Lynn getting this opportunity to do this. He said he wished it was as a coach, but one step at a time. So, you know, to get back to being a a coach. But, of course, everyone knows that Anthony Lynn's qualified to be a head coach because he's been one before. But, anyway, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. The future is bright for this year's 49ers for 2022. That's what's up. The future's bright. Very well said. Fair. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been it's been a rough uh week and a half. And I, I'm happy that we're turning the page towards the next year. Um, really excited about what the team will look like in the future. Really excited about what the coaching staff is gonna look like. I, I have a lot of faith in in Kyle to set up the team and the, the coaches with the right people. And you could just see how he set it off with with Len, man. He's truly somebody who, like Peachy just said, is is not just a great coach, but a great person. Yeah. And you need that. You need the these players aren't like um, you know, college players where they're they're trying to get to the next level. They're at this next level. So a lot of that coach speak tough stuff doesn't necessarily work with them. You need somebody who's genuine, who can be felt who can be heard in the locker room. And that's definitely uh, who Anthony Lynn is. And again, I think that the the rest of this coaching staff is going to round out. It's very similar to what, what we got with Lynn. So excited for the future, man. Very well said. Excited for the future. 
Moves. I mean, you watch that video, and um, I know for me personally as a former player, that's a coach that I, I would run through a brick wall for. Like like Trent Williams, I think his, his love and his respect for Kyle Shanahan, especially in a big moment, he played on an ankle that was probably less than 50%. Nice. But he played that whole NFC championship game. And no matter what we've seen, this is the culture that Kyle is building. The, they'll run through a wall for Kyle. They'll run through a wall for D'Amico Ryans. They'll run through a wall for Chris Kosarek. And I think our offensive players in our running game, they're going to run through a wall for Anthony Lynn. We also lost um, our offensive line coach. I think our offensive line coach went somewhere. Two so, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, we'll probably bring some other guys in to help in that aspect. But Anthony Lynn, with his coaching experience and, you know, what he adds in the running game, he's going to help as far as those offensive linemen being in the spots and learning – you know, the, the schemes up front and what gaps and getting to the next level. I think he's going to add input there and allow our offensive line, which we know struggles, which we're, we're looking to add some different pieces to this offseason, help them to also be better. So it, this is more than just him coming into for the running game. I think um, we talked about it, too. I think he helps Kyle. While Kyle's not going to relinquish the play calling, I think he's a Anthony Lynn is another strong voice to keep Kyle grounded, to keep Kyle focused because we've seen sometimes late in games Kyle's not focused. Kyle sometimes will, will make a boneheaded call, and we're like, Kyle, why why did you do that? So we have another strong voice on that offensive side that can kind of keep him focused and keep him locked in. So uh, as Fair and Peachy said, I'm excited about the future. Uh, now you know add some more pieces to that coaching staff, get that rounded out. Um, and now we start, you know, reconfiguring this team, bringing back some pieces, bringing some new pieces in, um, and we can hit the ground running next season. Very well said. What I, what I love about this hire is the chemistry. And a lot of people forget Anthony Lynn suited up for the 49ers under Mike Shanahan. So now we're going to talk about the chemistry and the connection. Look at that. So the connection is, I used to be the ball boy for this guy, and now I'm the head coach, and I can't. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, he's ecstatic. I, I can see it. It's written all over his face. He's bringing back somebody that he's familiar with. He's bringing back somebody that he watched go through things and overcome adversity. Yeah. He, he brought in someone that's resilient. This team is resilient. And I know we might have lost that game to the Los Angeles Rams because we didn't get beat. They're looking to never lose a game ever again. And I think it starts with the coaching staff. And then we're going to see the pieces fall right into the right places. And I think finally as a fan base, y'all, like we can honestly just be like, we could, like Kyle Shanahan needs to just be like, whew. we could be like, whew. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could just finally relinquish that because the 49ers are looking to move forward. They are the future. They are the future. They're the, the, the 49ers, the NFL is so scared of the 49ers that you got teams in the NFC West that are out buying whoever they can, putting themselves in cat purgatory for years to come to win now because mm -hmm. they're fearing what's going to happen in San Francisco. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Nitty Gritty Niner Talk. We'll be bringing you that after dark content. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit the like and the subscribe button right now. Before I jump off, I just want to get to the poll. Somebody get on the poll. Get on the poll. Get on the poll. Get on the poll. Put the booty in the band. Put it in the band. He wasn't supposed to keep it. I didn't think he was going to do that. I want to rock. I want to rock. I want to rock. I want to rock. Hey, booty hoes. What will Anthony McCain's responsibilities entail as the assistant head coach? Uh, 50% of you uh, out of 154 votes voted all of the above. Coach mm-hmm. running backs coordinate the offense and develop the QB. All right. So you, you 50% said that it would be all of the above. 27% said that it was going to be the running backs. 14% said coordinate the offense. 8% said only develop the QB. I think y'all need to go watch the drafting of Herbert and watch how they got him to work. Just saying. Oh, also be on the lookout. Tyrod Taylor is probably going to be a 49er. Guys, stay up. Stay faithful. Most important, keep it nitty and always keep it what? That's the way my face should really look in that picture down there at the bottom. (laughs) It really should have. Y'all gonna Uh, stop cutting on my ass face.